Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. And in Northwest D.C., a 15-year-old is dead this morning after a shooting near a metro station. Leaders from all over Maryland make an appeal to the Biden administration over the new FBI headquarters in Greenbelt. I'm John Dome. And the last of the Open Streets event happens today. Good morning. Welcome in 1 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. Three days to go until the midterms, and both sides are confident they will come out on top next week. Nicole Killian reports. Out West, Democrats vying for the Senate and governor's mansion are fighting off challenges from election deniers, including rising MAGA star Carrie Lake, who was called out by former President Barack Obama this week. Then democracy as we know it may not survive in Arizona. CBS's Chris Van Cleef asked Lake about it in Arizona. That is quite a statement that you are a threat to democracy. We have the right to question our government and our elections. It's called the First Amendment, and I intend to continue to use that right. This weekend, President Biden and former President Obama campaign in Philadelphia, while former President Trump rallies outside of Pittsburgh. It was a tough day Friday at Twitter. Elon Musk started firing nearly half the staff. Farewell tweets from Twitter employees include one tech worker who writes, Looks like I'm unemployed, y'all. Just got remotely logged out of my laptop. Up to half of Twitter's 7,500 employees could lose their jobs. And many Twitter users like Larry Roberts are concerned about how the mass layoffs will affect affect content moderation. If it's a platform where people are shouted down and so on, I don't I don't want to be part of that. Some of Twitter's advertisers are not taking any chances. According to the Wall Street Journal, General Mills, Audi, and Pfizer are part of a growing list of companies pausing their Twitter ads. Matt Bigler for CBS News, San Francisco. At a G7 meeting in Germany, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and the others are pledging support to help Ukraine rebuild. The G7 is also providing economic and humanitarian support to Ukraine. As President Putin tries to make up for Russia's defeats on the battlefield by targeting civilian infrastructure that provides Ukrainian men, women, children and elderly people with heat, water and electricity. Tornadoes have ripped through parts of Texas, flattening homes and toppling trees. Jason Allen is in Hopkins County, Texas. This spot right here was where a home was sitting. And the reason that all you see now is blocks and beams and pieces of wood is because the tornado picked that house up and it moved it and it redeposited it over here, a good 50 to 75 feet away. Across the southwest on Friday, a total of 17 tornadoes were reported in the region, according to the National Weather Service. Nike has parted ways with next guard Kyrie Irving. Nike said in a statement they believe there is no place for hate speech. And they said they condemn any form of anti-Semitism. This is CBS News. Who's leading in the November midterms, red or blue? Depend on WTOP for the latest on all the key races, the candidates, and the issues. Left or right, you'll be in the middle of it. WTOP News, Washington's election station. WTOP at 103. It's Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend, everybody. November 5th, 2022. Cloudy, comfortable this over late early morning. Lows in the 50s and 60s by daybreak Saturday. 60 degrees straight up at our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Topping the local stories we're following for you this morning. Learning more details after a shooting in Charles County. Happening on Friday, 
The county sheriff's office tweeted they were called to a house on Wildflower Drive for a reporting around 4 in the afternoon Friday. They say when deputies went inside, they actually found five people who were dead. Investigators are working to figure out their identities and the relationships between the five. At this point, it's unclear how many of them lived in the home or how many of them may have been visiting at this point. So it's hard to tell. They did say that one witness who called them to report the shooting is cooperating, but they're not saying whether that witness lived at the home or not. That's Mauricio Casillas with our news partners at NBC4 who was at the scene. We'll have more as it becomes available here on WTOP. And in D.C. on Friday night, a 15-year-old boy is dead. This after being shot locally in an alley in Northwest. Happened right before 5 in the evening on Saturday at 7th and M Streets near the Mount Vernon Square Metro Station. Now, D.C. police say in this case, the teen was hanging out with a group of friends when someone opened fire in the alley. Assistant Police Chief Andre Wright says this morning they're looking for a lone shooter in this case. This does appear to be a very targeted event. We, uh, Based on what we know and what we've seen in video, that this individual came to shoot a specific group of people in this alley. Shooter stepped out, they say, of a silver Mercedes with tinted windows, ran past a group of people into the alley, opening fire. The suspect then ran back to his car and drove off. There are no reports of any other injuries in this case. The good news this morning. WTOP at 105. Maryland lawmakers are not happy this morning with the election, the selection process that would be for a new FBI headquarters. They think the government's scoring system they're using now to find the right spot is biased toward Virginia. That seems to put Springfield above Greenbelt and Landover. Not only does Prince George's County Executive Angela Alsobrook say both Landover and here at Greenbelt are superior choices to house the next FBI HQ. Our sites in Prince George's County help advance President Biden's executive order on advancing racial equity. The question she and other leaders had was simply why. Is the GSA suddenly changing the rules of the game? Equity, costs, and security were originally bigger considerations than they are now. Senator Chris Van Hollen and many others used various analogies, all suggesting the process is being rigged by the FBI and GSA for Virginia. All you're doing is reinforcing all the earlier inequities. At the Greenbelt Metro, John Dome in WTOP News. 106 on your Saturday morning. We've been telling you here at WTOP about an unusual situation in Monrovia, Maryland, in which someone called to report multiple stabbings at an area elementary school. That report turned out this week to be false. The call about the stabbings was made by a teacher at Green Valley Elementary School. The Frederick County Sheriff's Office says when deputies arrived, they found an empty classroom. The teacher who made the call removed the group of 27 fifth graders from the school. According to officials, she took them through the woods to get to a cafe about a mile down the road where she made the call to law enforcement. Officials say people there noticed the teacher acting distraught. In a letter to the community, the school's principal said the teacher was using a school security drill strategy taught to staff, but he acknowledged this experience was upsetting for students. The school district is investigating the incident and the teacher was taken to a nearby hospital for an evaluation. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. At 107, police officers and new recruits locally in Montgomery County, the police department there, we're told will now get extra training to help them better understand the communities they work in and serve. Montgomery County Council member Will Jawando says part of this new law is about making sure that we have the best 
brightest and most highly equipped and informed and educated guardians in our community, our police officers. The 30 hours of training also meant to address inequities and to equip officers to understand the main tenets of racial equity and social justice, that they are emphasizing de-escalation and communication skills. Training will take place through a partnership with Montgomery College. County Executive Mark Elridge, before signing the bill. We came into this recognizing that it was time to make some improvements in how we were enforcing the law. Liz Anderson, WTOP News. Thompson Creek designs, builds, and installs replacement windows. Without the middleman markup, you get high-quality windows at an affordable price direct from our local factory. Take advantage of our biggest sale of the year with 25% off all windows and doors for a limited time, plus special financing options. Call 855-57-CREEK. That's 855-57-CREEK before this offer is gone. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Saturday morning, November 5th, 2022, where the time now is 108. Good morning, welcome. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. So we're to Ian Crawford this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right back into Virginia, or trying to anyway, across the Legion Ridge on the outer loop from Maryland to Virginia. Smooth sailing, remarkably so, past the work zone as you pass the cap, as you pass over the Legion Bridge and past the GW Parkway. It's a single left lane to get by, but maybe because we are so used to it now, fingers crossed, everything seems to be going swimmingly. On the inner loop, we do have work after Route 50, Arlington Boulevard, exit 50, heading toward I-66. Two left lanes blocked. The ramps to go either east or west on 66 blocked by the same work zone. On 395, the work zone northbound is going to be after Glebe Road, and it blocks the right side. On 95, no reported delays as far south as Fredericksburg. 66, hello, we've got lots of work. Inside the Beltway, through the Roslyn Tunnel, there's work in each direction. Westbounders to the left in a single file. Eastbounders to the right in a single file. On 66, as you cross from Falls Church into Vienna and Fairfax, that's where you'll find the work again. Left lane getting by. Then after the Fairfax County Parkway, one of the right past the work. Eastbounders, as you travel from Gainesville, heading toward the Prince William Parkway, you'll find two left lanes getting by the ramp from eastbound 66 to the Prince William Parkway, blocked by the work. And then as you travel toward the Capitol Beltway, the right lane is going to be blocked again. The off-ramp to the inner loop is also blocked. In the district on DC 295, the southbound work zone was before Pennsylvania Avenue with a single lane getting by. Both northbound and southbound on I-295 near the Suitland Parkway, a single lane past the work zone. In Maryland, looking for the crash, 70 westbound near Myersville exit 42 with caution for what may be lurking in the darkness. Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. If you like the warmer weather, I've got a lot more where that came from, and now we're talking about it coming during the weekend. After a high of 75 on Friday, I'm going 78 on Saturday. Could be some early morning fog, so heads up for that in some locations. Uh, as you move on through the day, though, more sunshine, high of 78. Sunday, a high of 77. Good chance of showers west of I-95, mostly early in the day before the noon hour. And then the afternoon does look dry for most areas. Uh, Monday, going for a high of 78. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Around the region this early morning, we are at 64 degrees in DuPont Circle. It's 65, Germantown, 61 in Annandale, 60 straight up in our nation's capital. Latest from campaign 2022, last weekend before the midterms, we've got a preview coming right up on WTOP. Stay with Children in poverty, each one unique, each one full of dreams. They're our hope, our future.
They're the reason Children International exists. When the whole world changed, we developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. To learn more, go to children.org slash help today. This is WTOP News. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. November 5th, 2022. Welcome in. one eleven on WTOP. Glad you're with us this early morning. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP this Saturday morning. In case you didn't know, Americans have another weekend, and that's it, to think about who to vote for in this year's midterm elections taking place next week, Tuesday, November 8th. One issue that's emerged on the campaign trail in recent weeks, Democrats have accused Republicans of looking to slash Social Security and Medicare. While proposed cuts in those programs anger many voters, a high-profile Democrat says Congress has to take a very serious look at the finances in those programs and take action to protect their solvency before it's too late. This morning, Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief of The Hill, on what West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin is saying about Social Security and Medicare these days. He's very concerned about the debt levels, and he's also very concerned about the solvency of Medicare and Social Security. And they are basically headed for bankruptcy, Medicare, a little faster than Social Security. But in order to preserve those programs, some type of major deal is going to have to happen at some point between the parties. It's going to have to be bipartisan. I don't think you're going to see a major deal next year in divided government. You never know. But that's what Manchin is pressing. As we all know, Manchin has a lot of leverage now. We'll see how much leverage he has in the new Congress after the elections. Now, he proposed a bill earlier in the year that would increase the amount of income that is subject to taxation that would fund Social Security. That didn't move very much in this Congress. Any likelihood that it will have uh, any leverage next time? I don't think so. I think that if, as expected, the House is likely to flip and maybe the Senate, there's not going to be a lot of grand deals on big, tough issues. Why? Well, partly because the 2024 race will be getting going, and we might even see Trump announce a presidential bid before the end of this year. So I think it's going to have to be fiscal matters that have to get done, like raising the debt ceiling and keeping the government open. There might be a couple other things that get done, like the farm bill, which is bipartisan, but I don't expect a lot of bipartisanship in 2023. Let's take a quick look at what happens after next Tuesday's voting. The experts are still predicting that Republicans take over the House while the Senate could go either way. What policy issues could be pushed to the forefront if either the GOP gets full control of Congress or if the parties split the House and the Senate? Well, I think the GOP is going to be pushing energy issues very much and investigations of the Biden administration. That's what something to look for. And also undoing parts of what Democrats did, like the Inflation Reduction Act. Democrats are not going to go for that. So that's where it's going to be very contentious. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP. That's Bob Cusack, editor-in-chief of The Hill, in a conversation with Mark and Gigi. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Your bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend All Access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at NetSpend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Saturday, November 5th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. Sports time at 1.15. Once again, it's Frankie's turn. Embarrassing loss for the Wizards. 42 points. Brooklyn Nets come to town and beat the Wiz 128-86. Worst home loss ever in franchise history for the Wizards. Kevin Durant, 28 points, 11 assists, 9 boards to lead Brooklyn to its first road win of the season. Former GW star Yuta Watanabe added 14 points off the bench for the Nets, who were playing without suspension guard Kyrie Irving. Just a bad, bad loss for the Wiz and coach Wes Unsell Jr. They flat out beat us, they beat us. Okay, that, that, that's going to happen some nights. Shots aren't going to fall, but our approach, our competitiveness wasn't there. Wiz now 4-5. and five. They'll visit the Memphis Grizzlies Sunday. Nike, meantime, announcing they are suspending its relationship with Kyrie Irving, effective immediately, and will no longer launch his new Kyrie 8s. This comes in the wake of the controversy surrounding Irving's social media posts about a book and movie containing anti-Semitic ideas. Commanders get the Vikings Sunday at 1 o'clock ruled out because of injury. Wide receiver Jahan Donson, running back J.D. McKissick, along with linebackers Cole Holcomb and David Mayo. Vikings are 6-1 and one under Kirk Cousins, the quarterback. Commanders 4-4 four and four looking for their fourth straight victory. Dave Butts, who helped anchor the Washington Washington football's defensive line in the 1980s has died at the age of 72. Friday Night Football, some top programs going at it. DeMatha knocks off Good Counsel 28-14. I'm Frank Andrahan, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Frankie. 116, Saturday morning, November 5th on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you this 1 a.m. hour on TOP this weekend morning. New this morning, five people have been found dead this week inside a home in La Plata in Charles County. County Sheriff's deputies say they responded to the home on Wildflower Drive around 4 in the afternoon Friday for a report of a shooting. Investigators say the dead appear to all be adults. Two people are dead in another situation after a shooting inside a giant grocery store in Oxen Hill happening on Friday morning. In this incident, police say it all happened after a woman apparently suspected of shoplifting was approached by a security guard. That woman pulled, they say, uh, pulled out a handgun and began firing, and the guard and a man returned fire. Both were killed. And should the FBI's new headquarters be built in Prince George's County? Local, state, and federal leaders gathering to say yes. County exec Angela Alsobrook says this week the county's two suggested sites best meet the criterion that is used by the federal government in the past to make such decisions. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Saturday morning, November 5th, where the time now is one eighteen. Rather good weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. You weren't too, you weren't too sure about that. You can't <laughs> hurt my feelings. We start on the Capitol Beltway in Virginia. The outer loop work coming off the Legion Bridge heading past Georgetown Pike. The left lane getting by a single file. We are managing this far better than we have over the past several weeks. Please, by all means, keep up the good work. Interloop work is going to be from Arlington Boulevard, exit 50, all the way to I-66, exit 49. Two left lanes getting by there. The ramps from the interloop to go east or west on 66 blocked. We have a new incident going into the Springfield Interchange, I-95 northbound. This will be near the decision points for either I-395 or the outer loop of the Capitol Belt. We've got one broken down almost completely on the right shoulder, but not completely enough it is still crowding that right lane. Stay to the left with extra caution as folks are out there trying to help this poor soul try to get back on the roadway. Extra caution on 95 northbound as you head into the Springfield Interchange. 395, the northbound work after Glebe Road blocks the right side. 66 over the top of the Capitol Beltway. It's a left lane to get by the work zone heading toward Vienna and Oakton. Beyond that, 
from Fairfax heading towards Centerville. The work after the Fairfax County Parkway. Single right lane gets by there. 66 eastbound after Gainesville heading toward the Prince William Parkway. Two left lanes get by. The off-ramp to the Prince William Parkway is blocked. And then as you head eastbound on 66, right before the Capitol Beltway, they block the right lane. And they're blocking the off-ramp that would take you to the inner loop. In Maryland, 95 BW Parkway quiet. There had been a report of a crash 70 westbound near Myersville. Don't think they found anything. District travel, DC 295. We've got work southbound after Pencil- before Pennsylvania Avenue, I should say, and that's going to be a single lane to get by. Then I-295 each direction near Suitland Parkway. One lane gets by the work. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking a very warm weekend, one of the warmest in November ever. 78 degrees on your Saturday. Could be some early morning fog, so watch out for that. On Sunday, good chance of showers, if not rain, early in the day west of I-95, but most of the afternoon is looking dry, but for a high of 77. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, we're at 67 degrees in Chantilly, 64 in Penn Quarter. 64 as well this morning in Columbia, 60 straight up and holding 1 a.m. hour Saturday morning, November 5th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. This latest check brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. WTOP at 120. This is WTOP News. Welcome in. Glad you're with us this early morning. Stuff to watch. Go grab the old popcorn. You know, we're going to the movies. New on the big screen this weekend, Armageddon Time, about a child coming of age in 1980s New York. Now, in this particular scene you're about to hear, the kid's dad is banging pots and pans to wake him up. And shine, and don't be a lug nut, nut. Wake up. This morning, film critic Christian Soto says he was reminded here a little of his own childhood in New York. The setup is intriguing as someone who's roughly that age around the 80s. I guess there's a little bit of a personal connection here, but it is the story of a young man who is trying to make his way in New York City. He's in a school where there's some conflicts going on, and he befriends a young black student, and they have a really kind of sweet bond, but the black student is from a different neighborhood. He's being raised by his grandmother, and some of the school players, teachers, people like that have some suspicions about this young man and he's a little bit of a troublemaker but certainly not a hardcore problem at all but that creates the friction here but there's lots of backstory too about class about privilege about this little boy's jewish background his heritage and of course there's anthony hopkins as his grandfather who's just a as always a a wonderful performance and a very sweet and the kind of character that really kind of builds character along the way if you can understand how that works the story itself feels a little weak at times and that's frustrating it almost feels like the two boys and their bond is a wonderful backstory, but it's kind of pushed front and center. I don't think the film really benefits from that. I think it should have had more heft to it, but I think a lot of the nuances here, and as someone who grew up in New York around that era, there's a lot of smaller details the film gets exactly right, even the little tiny cultural references they kind of nail. So it's a solid film. It's a good film. I know it's one of those Oscar bait entrees. I don't think it's quite there at all, but it's a fine film to watch, and I think if you have some sort of memories of your childhood where there was conflicts along the way, maybe some friendships that went south. I think you'll appreciate it all the more. So we had uh, Brendan Gleeson recently hosting SNL, and Colin Farrell was there for some skits, too. And that was no accident. Those two men and several other talented actors are in a new movie called The Banshees of Inna Sharon. What is this about, and how did you like it? The story sounds so simple, 
so spare, but it's wonderful, it's complex, and it really reveals itself as the movie goes along. It's about these two friends. They're living on an island off the coast of Ireland, and they get together, they have a, a pint of beer on occasion. That's their friendship. But then one day, Brendan Leeson's character says, no, I've had enough of this friendship. I Leave me alone. I just want to be by myself. It's not what I want anymore. And that little fissure creates a lot of drama, a lot of controversy, and a lot of humor, too. This is bleak and dark, but very funny at times. And it's all about how Farrell's character reacts to losing this beloved friend and what will he do. And turns out Gleason's character is very serious about keeping this friendship dead and buried, and he's going to some extreme measures to keep it that way. It's a wonderful film. Gleason is one of our most underrated performers, but I maybe put that in, in Farrell's camp as well. He's terrific here. And I think this is the movie, that, the kind of movie you think about, you hear about, you don't expect much from it, and you're just overwhelmed by all the sensations, the humanity, the sweetness, the feeling, the laughter, the darkness. It's one of my favorite films of the year, and I think people are going to enjoy it an awful lot. Stuff to watch this weekend. Kirsten Toto of HollywoodandToto.com on Skype with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Children in poverty. Each one unique. Each one full of dreams. They're our hope. Our future. They're the reason Children International exists. And even when the whole world changed... The things that mattered most to us stayed the same. Giving children the tools they need to set their own goals and create futures free from poverty. I have enough healthy food. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. We've developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times, ensuring they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more, so they can achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us at children.org slash help today. WTOP, Saturday morning, November 5th, the weekend's here, everybody. We've made it 125. Money News, each half hour at 25 and 55. Jeff Claywell wraps your business week this early morning. The Dow gained 402 points Friday, though it still lost ground for the week. The unemployment rate rose to 3.7% last month, but companies added a more than expected 261,000 jobs. Holiday spending growth could be half what it was last year. Buffalo, New York bar, the anchor, which claims to have invented the Buffalo chicken wing, is opening an outpost in Leesburg. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Find out about who's running for office while you're running to the office. Count on WTOP for the latest updates in all the key races and the stories behind the big issues. Left or right, you'll be in the middle of it. WTOP News, Washington's election station. It's gonna be a cool night. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. With support from American Airlines, Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. Through this incredible collaboration, we are pushing cancer research to new heights. Doctors and scientists, team members, patients and their families all working and standing